What's good, man? It's your boy, Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. What's Stop up, you motherfucking pieces of shit? Oh. Edit, edit, beep that out. What did he even say? <laughs> Don't know. It was, it was, they're all compliments. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of Virtual Homework Podcast with your hosts Dana and Sam. This is episode twenty six. It is twenty six. Two plus six is eight. So we have a letter. We have a podcast for every letter of the alphabet. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I cannot talk right now, and I'm still doing sober October. I should have many reasons to talk. No, sorry. I, um, I, have, uh, I should have no excuse not to talk. Jesus, uh, I don't talk without at least half a white cloth. So, yeah, he's you know. he's actually a mute. The only time I ever speak to him is when I shove alcohol down his throat. It's true. But we are actually coming a little bit serious at the beginning of this podcast because podcasting is under attack. I'm not sure if you heard the news, but uh, the leader of the Fire Festival, currently serving a six-year federal sentence, was put in solitary confinement for starting a podcast. Uh, I'm, I I don't know the logistics. Wait, wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not even joking. The, like, the guy like, who I, I fu- followed that um, fire festival thing pretty closely. I didn't hear about that. <laughs> this this uh was news that broke either today or yesterday. The guy who started the fire festival is currently serving a multi year federal prison sentence. I don't know the logistics, but he did try to start a podcast while while in prison. I guess he was probably just getting recorded <laughs> through uh <laughs> through people like visiting yeah, him. Imagine being in jail and like trying to do a podcast yeah i mean like, well it's 2020 everyone's got to start podcasts but no he's he's been placed in solitary confinement uh i guess as punishment i didn't know it was illegal to create a podcast in prison like, apparently it's it's not good i mean like there's too many podcasts so i understand that that part it is well, it is probably see, like, the, in the poor taste of, like, people to, to joke about a people person. in uh uh prison who do like tiktoks and stuff like that they like sneak in phones and like they do like crazy shit that might have been it that might have been it because i'm i'm wondering like why him t- making a podcast i should have probably done research on the topic i'm literally opening for the podcast but no i like <laughs> podcast under little... attack next thing you know we're gonna be thrown in jail for the, for the words um, that dana is about to speak we uh, <laughs> uh I, I was gonna talk about how oppressed we are but that's like uh we thing. we as uh <laughs> Young white <laughs> men in America are, are very oppressed for making a podcast. I'm not sure if that's going to fly. No. <laughs> you, you, I didn't even say it. Like you, You're the one who said it. You're the one getting you're, canceled. You're the one this. who was like, oh, I shouldn't say this. And we were all thinking what you shouldn't say. Well, but I didn't say it. You did. Yeah. I, 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 I said it was stupid. I said it was about? stupid. Okay. You know what? Let's talk about literally Listen, anything else. Let's talk about what did we play this week? We played Mommy 3. Yeah, Mommy's Boy 3, Mother a Dana three, story. Uh, or Earthbound uh, 2. You know, previously we played the Mother 1, then we played Earthbound, and then we're playing the thrilling conclusion to the series. The uh, most May- obvious game pick that we've ever done in our Probably. lives. And uh, might I say, the absolute significantly best version uh, of in the series? Oh, 100%. 
the thing I wanted to say first is like, holy shit, this is a way better game than Earthbound. Like way, way, way better. This is actually oh. like so far shaping up to be one of the better games I've played. Like I, I'm really, I really this enjoying this. I, I'm not even halfway through it. And I literally love this game. Like I was sitting at work like, fuck, dude, like I want to go home and play this. I've just been so busy this week. I haven't been able to finish it. So uh, I, I guess let's get into how, how much have you played of this game? So this game is actually a little bit different than Earthbound. So to go into what this game is, different. I guess, like Mother 1 uh, and Earthbound, it's a RPG where you, uh, you're you you're like basically fighting aliens. Guy, kinda. But yeah, yeah this, is, this is the least RPG of all the, the Mother games, I would say. It's a pretty linear yes. game. Yeah, this game basically takes place. Uh, you you are a different set of people per chapter. There's multiple chapters of this game. I'm mm-hmm. personally on chapter four. I just finished chapter three today before the podcast. Uh, how far are you? I'm about part way into chapter three. So, but it it basically goes through the story of um, these aliens coming. I'm not actually sure if they're aliens, but there's some aliens involved. We're really are they people uh, with pig masks. Or yeah, something there's like people that? in pig masks that are coming along. Uh, I I feel like this game does a really good job of like revealing things when it's necessary. We don't really actually know too much. So I'm going to make the point to say uh, one of my major points over this game versus the previous two games, this game actually has a story. Yeah. I, like, yeah. Actually, like, that's one of my huge things. Like, there's, like, cut scenes. There's, like, you are invested in the characters. There's like, chapters. It explains, like, it, there's chapters. It explains why you're doing things, where you're going, you know, versus in the previous games. It was, like, all right, you're going here. You figure it out. Like, it's, like, there's no exposition or anything versus, like, I am genuinely invested in these characters in this game, which is really, really cool. So, yeah, it, you basically start out, uh, there's these weird guys in pig masks, and for lack of a better term, they're just making your life worse. Like, pretty, pretty much, much, pretty much they start, they, they burn down a forest, which I, I guess actually is significantly worse than just making your life bad. Uh, yeah. But basically, all their actions are causing chaos, uh, animals start going crazy. Uh, you start out as uh, instead of instead of a uh, Ness, or actually, I I chose some pretty dope character names. You, I, I have just use the default. I know you use the default, but instead of Lucas and I forget what his brother's name is, I was a Bean and Speeve. <laughs> My mom's name was Money Signs. My <laughs> dad's name was Gangnam. Short for Gangnam Style, I know. My yeah. my uh, dog was named Lime after Lyme disease. Of course, my favorite food was che- Cheeto. I loved the Lord, so that was the awesome item. And then and this where it got weird because like I didn't realize how many characters we'd be naming. I thought they'd be like minor parts. There are so many characters in this game, and you, it, it, it I like you were making the point. I think earlier is like you don't play as like a child who is like a prodigy that has like every, um, you know, psychic power in the universe. You start the game as like. A normal kind of dude with like a stick, you just go around like kind of beating things. It it, it kind of puts in the perspective of like you're not some like hero to save the world yet, you know, which is what I kind of like. Yeah, and I think that we're actually going to get a little bit more heavy into what the story is. So if you are looking to play Mother Three, which we recommend you do, um, I'm not going to say turn off the podcast. Maybe look at the uh, the notes below to see when we stop talking yeah. about the plot. We're going to get a little spoiler heavy because it's kind of hard not to. You start playing yeah. as the dad in this game, uh, and basically. Uh, the forest is on fire, and you can't find your kids and wife. So you basically go around beating people, uh, and <laughs> not beating people, well, beating animals. animals. Yeah, you're, you're actually not fighting people. It's not like you're fighting random hippies or like you know zombie people that aren't zombies, like in the previous two games. Like I said, this game feels a lot more real because you're fighting like monsters instead of like like I said hippies. <laughs> yeah, you basically find out that oh no, the uh, the pigmen made the the dinosaurs that are friends with uh your your kids well it's it's hard to explain 
Uh, they basically killed your your mom. They killed your mom, and the game got extremely dark. Extremely yeah, dark, like, really extremely quickly. Extremely dark. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's kind of uh, sucks that we have to spoil it a little bit. But this is literally like in the first like ten minutes of the game, so yeah. it's like okay, maybe like first like forty five minutes of the game. But um, yeah, you basically as as the dad go completely nuts and start like beating the shit out of people because you're so mad that your wife died that you yeah. uh, you're 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 basically got a revenge tale. That's how it starts out. Um, and the way that the game works is when you uh, progress through the story, there are certain times where you're basically handing the baton off. After after concluding the story of the the, the father, father. Uh, we, we pass it over to the thief who I named Orgy because I did not think he would be a major player in the game. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll name this guy Orgy. It'll be fun so for like it's three like lines. The, the, the only funny thing I did, I, I always named my favorite food ass, and then like my likes like asses. So I just have like an like entire thing of uh, pictures in my Discord that are just like, oh, I can't wait for mom to make us some nice asses when I get home and stuff like that. Or like I could really go for some asses right now. Um, <laughs> they they actually kind of dial up the amount they're they're talking about your favorite food in this game too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're talking it, about Cheeto a lot on my screen. This game almost isn't like it has almost next to no resemblance of the previous two games. Like I it, I will I 100 percent disagree. There's a massive massive callback, but you haven't gotten there yet. Well, a callback. I'm no no. I, I mean like, like I'm way more than an, a, a a callback, like a complete parallel with with Earthbound, but you haven't gotten there yet. It's it's uh, in chapter four. Okay, well, we'll get there. Um, continue. So it's like, then you go into the thief, and you kind of, like, follow his story, and you kind of see how that intertwines with, like, the previous stories and stuff like that, and then... And then, and then honestly, I love that we spoiled one thing, and, like, both of us haven't gotten that far to really talk about the plot. Uh, then you you basically pass off the baton to other characters. Uh, eventually, they all meet up, and, like, you do things together. Uh, you start playing as, like, a monkey, and this game, I originally said in my mind that like this i'm so surprised they didn't port this over uh to to the u.s audience because it would do really well but i realized that uh well there's really two things the first i'll mention is that this game i don't think would localize really well there are some really mean elements to this game like for example there's there's a you're in chapter three which you're playing as a monkey and you're basically captive by by the evil people and you're constantly getting shocked like constantly there's some very mean, and I, I, I guess it may not work because of a cultural difference and stuff. But I know there's parts in chapter one where you're dealing with like geishi showmen. Yeah, you're you're basically dealing with uh, men in dresses who like you know say how much they love you and stuff like that. Where I feel like America audience may not um what's the word I'm looking for be as appreciative or accepting of such a thing. Um, I mean, they were you dope. also have. Oh, they were super cool and stuff like that. You also have your your dead wife's dad hitting you on you in a cave and stuff like that. But you know, I also think the reason why this game might have not been localized is because I mean, like, we we really haven't talked about it, and it's really important to talk about why Mother Three is so. I it's not even like mysterious, but it's just like it's a thing that's like put on this weird pedestal because of its massively long development yeah. cycle. It spanned four consoles, so it was originally going to be really? on the SNES, then the really? N sixty four. Then the GameCube, and then the uh, Game Boy Advance is what it finally landed on. M- might I say the Game Boy Advance is perfect for this game? It's perfect for this game, but it came out in 2006, which is two years after the DS came out. Oh, wow. So this oh, game was like super no. late into the GBA's uh, lifespan. Yeah, so I so think that's that really the reason sense. why it wasn't lo- uh, localized to the U.S. audience, because like people were already on mm-hmm. the DS here. Like yeah. there was probably a lot more. I, I think that Japan has a more mobile audience in the first place, so they were probably yeah, fine getting a GBA I feel game. like a lot of people um, may have stayed on those older consoles, but I feel like in the U.S. as soon as the DS came out, 
everyone jumped onto that. Yeah, one hundred percent. I like I. I think that this really is a masterclass on like a GBA uh, game. First of all, can we just say that the GBA had the best era in pixel art like ever? Like Absolutely. everything looks so beautiful because it's like professionally made pixel art, but like it's also like so advanced. It's like the yeah. most advanced it, it, pixel it's like, art you can it's get. It's like almost like better um, Super Nintendo, I want to say, because Super Nintendo is masterclass pixel art. But like um, I feel like the GBA really... Uh, refined that um, and I always say all the time uh, GBA is so like criminally underrated with how many good games there's like hundreds of good games on the system as far as RPGs as well I mean like, Golden Sun and stuff like that just to name a few yeah and, and also the fact that like we played Mother 1 on the Mother 1 plus 1 half uh, ROM hack and like you could just tell like this game is such a massive step up from other games in the GBA as well like it's yeah, and it's crazy it, I mean, like, graphically, every square inch of this game is uh, an upgrade over the previous games, whether it's, like, the animations, like, the cutscenes, like, there's actual cutscenes in this game that, like, have uh, pertinent dialogue. Like, the animations in the battle are freaking cool as far as, like, like the little things with, like, your character popping up when you choose your character. Um, uh, the, the biggest thing for this game, it's not um, as much about the, the big it's more about this small quality of life is what really made me enjoy this game so much more. Yeah, they they really improved on a lot of stuff uh, on on Earthbound especially. First of all, you can you could run. It's like this this weird run yes. mechanic where you like charge up and then you start running until you hit a wall. I actually thought it was pretty fun. It's like oh, it's it's yeah, more yeah. than just it, it, and it's actually used a lot. Yeah. with like the environments and stuff like that. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like there's a little bit of skill to it too, so it's like a little bit satisfying to use versus just running around and and speeding everything up. Uh, I I will also say that like they pretty much fixed the inventory equip system like everything's yes. super easy to use there's no more talking versus checking something no, with, like they, they just know you want to hit a on everything like they, yeah, they understood it, exactly what they they had wrong yeah, with Earthbound either or they, either they loa it. like it, yeah it's like they literally took each individual issue with the original two games and fixed them it's no longer isometric it's like uh its own kind of art style that kind of is reminiscent of um some of the pixel art from the original games but just how like the the maps and the worlds are placed out are completely different yeah um the colors are vibrant I, I could go on for years. They use on, frogs uh, to save. It's we're, yeah. we're frog boys now. Fuck the phone. So some points I have to make is like I, I think the dialogue is really really funny in this game because there's an actual story because you get a little bit more of a feel for each of the individual characters. Like some of the things they say are, are really freaking funny and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And you know that it would probably be even better if it was like an official translation. These are just some people who really enjoy the series and, and wanted to have mm -hmm. an English translation. Uh, I, I definitely think like one more thing on the actual gameplay. Did you did you get the like rhythmic battling system? I couldn't. So here's the thing. Yeah, th this is a new system that's in this game over the previous one is that there's a rhythmic battle system that if you can hone in onto the beat of the battle and you hit either L or A as you're attacking. Uh, with the normal attacks, you can hit up to 16 extra times. OK, I wasn't sure um, if there was a cap. It usually was eight or nine for me. Yeah, yeah, so what happens is, is that you can put the enemy to sleep and you can feel for his heartbeat. It'll like be like, boom, 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 or whatever. And then you just hit in time with that and you can hit up to 16 times. Yeah, and the, and uh, I think the one thing you failed to mention is that this almost invariably goes to the music. So like, yes. if a song's like, ba ba da, ba 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 ba, it's like, ba 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 ba, like to the music. Like, it's it's yeah. not super intuitive. Like, you could probably get a couple combos if you don't, 
like know the heartbeat but it, if you do it, know the it's heartbeat really something that you pick up on as you play and like practice with it and stuff like that as with anything like off the bat like i wasn't getting it at all but then i started to get a little bit more as i was playing with it which actually made like for a really cool battle system because each different character has a different instrument apparently yeah 100 percent. and like i I, i'll be honest i actually had to look up a youtube video because i'm like what are they talking about so i that was like one of the only times where i actually looked up anything with this game game i I think this game is honestly like uh pretty easy in terms of difficulty like there we talked about frog save points they're everywhere and i would i would say the uh general leveling curve there it's like not grindy or anything but well well, it's like the previous game is my hugest problem and like like i said this game is fixing all my qualms like the previous games is that like i felt like the difficulty curves in the previous game was too fucking far off you know like one enemy might one shot you versus another enemy is like an absolute joke uh this game is i feel like the enemies on average are a little bit harder than the joke enemies in the previous game but there was nothing that i felt like was going to instantly one shot and it made me enjoy it significantly more some some of the bosses i feel like if you used items uh like previously that you shouldn't have like some bombs it would make it significantly harder but i was smart with my items and I, i didn't really have an issue but i'm like oh if someone... i'm one of those rpg people that save everything i i am i'm definitely a, a a hoarder when it comes to those um like you were saying the inventory systems are significantly better as far as like organization all your key items go to their own screen which is really really cool so you don't have to worry about that that clogging up your screen it's not like oh do i keep this do i not keep this is like nope goes to its own separate screen you don't have to fucking worry about it i yeah I, the, the only thing i really kind of miss from the original games is the auto battling system which they removed yeah. but i mean i i understand why they did it because they have the rhythmic battling system and they want you to actually do that yeah, I mean, if you really want to, you can just spam L like over and over. Yeah, and, like, not yeah, look. yeah. So that's basically what you do. It's not auto. Like that. I want to be able to turn off my An- brain while I play. Another thing, if you remember, like one of my biggest qualms that I didn't know what the fuck items did. If you press select on any item at any times, it tells you what the fuck it is. Yeah, I mean, with with the, like this is literally so much better than Earthbound and Mother One. I like. I want to play this like right now. Like I, it's so fun. Like I, I this is probably like a nine or uh, I, I want to say almost ten out of ten for me, and I'm not even like halfway through it. Yeah, I'm I'm on chapter four, so I'm a little bit further than you. On gameplay alone, not putting away like enjoying the story, which I do enjoy the story. Like physical gameplay and quality of life. Like you kind of kind of wonder, would we feel the same way about it if we play the other games first? I I so I was like looking at because I was trying to find the best way to play this game. Because for those who don't know, I think we mentioned it. This game is not localized to the U. US, uh, you can only play this game through, you gotta buy the ROM legally, right? And then you gotta dump yeah. the ROM legally, and then you gotta apply this person's totally legal English hack to your dumped ROM. That's how That's how we're both well, if, playing Well, this. if I'm not mistaken, you can legally buy the game, and then you can, if you, like, buy the game in some form, then you can legally download the ROM, right? Okay. Or do you have to dump it? I I don't know. I We both dumped our own copies. We're safe, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I own the game. Yeah, we, we both own Mother 3 for GBA. Uh, yeah. Basically, the uh, Earthbound subreddit is how I like found the proper version. It really wasn't that hard because like literally this is like the official. Like everyone's like, yeah, you play this version of the game. But I was like reading yeah. a thread that's like, which which game should I play first? And like I had people say like, oh, you gotta play Earthbound then Mother Three. And like I, some people were playing like Mother Three first, and it's like, oh, I really love Mother Three, and I went back to Earthbound and I love that too. I'm like thinking like if I played Mother Three and I went back to Earthbound, I'd be like, wow. I was like, this, these games suck. This game kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I honestly say I, I want to say if it wasn't for chapter four, which okay, I will do minor spoilers for you, and I'm sorry, you're gonna have to hear it. You can't just go la 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 la. la. You can't do that. No, don't do that. There is a massive time skip, but not massive, a multi-year time skip between chapter three and four, and they kind of turn everything on on the heels 
that you knew so far. And I feel like uh, once that happens, like you, you'll appreciate playing Earthbound and then playing this game because you'll notice the similarities. And I'm sorry for spoiling that for you. You're probably sad. You're probably going to cry now. And I've, I've oh, seen no. it before. I've seen this ugly cry face on the podcast and it's fine. Oh, no. Uh, we'll just edit it out. But <laughs> I'm ugly crying right now. Where was I even going with that? I feel like I just spoiled it for you, and then I had no payoff. Yeah, there was there was no point to that other than like ruin the experience. Oh yeah, and surprise no, no, for no, me, I, I know where I was. Asshole. I know where I was going with that. Um, besides, besides that, I feel like Mother Three and Earthbound don't really share that much similarities. I I actually almost struggle to call this a like what what qualifies it an feels RPG. Like it's- well, I mean, it is an RPG. It's story-driven. It's role-playing game. You're role-playing through a story, and then there's you know usually text-based battles and stuff like that. This is a like this is a classic RPG. In my I opinion. like I like I feel I feel like this. Maybe it's an RPG in genre. Like it's it's very restrictive in how it plays versus a game like Earthbound. Ninety like, percent of RPGs are like this. Honestly. Okay, well maybe like, I haven't I've, played, I've played enough a... RPGs. No, you haven't. You fucking piece of shit. This game. <laughs> this doesn't really feel like Earthbound. Earthbound is a lot more open world than this game. This yeah. game is just like every single game felt like it went from more point A to point B. Like uh, Mother One was like super, super open to what you could do. Like we we completely play the game in completely different orders. Uh, like and then Mother Two Earthbound, like it had some like ro- roadblocks that were definitely so, required. W- w- to be fair though, one and two both had intended routes. I guess you could go other way. See, I didn't, when you say open ended, I guess I didn't understand it because I just went to where like the main mission always told me to go. It's like I would talk to every NPC and say, like, "Oh, you should go to you know Smile Town or whatever the fuck it's called." And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go there and figure out what the fuck to do." You know, Mother One, I like did the notes in very like not the correct order. Like uh, I I don't know yeah I I, I, I didn't beat it so I don't... Earthbound was definitely more linear but this game is like straight up like you can't go off the path yeah and most like I said most RPGs are actually like that so I mean but I mean very that plus the the combat system like really for the majority of what you've played and what I've played the only thing they share is like some like sounds and like animations like like what's well, like like the battles are kind of different uh the same um there's far less enemies which is really nice i want to say there's like 60 percent less enemies that and they don't chase you game. they don't chase you they do some of them do. they, they chase um, you oh sorry they chase you but they're not faster than you so yes. you can actually escape them which is pretty yeah, cool. and stuff like that there's not as much like 50 enemies piling up on you all at once because it seems like you don't have as many aoe attacks it's a lot more um single target focused as far as attacks go and stuff like that for for like the first part of the game and stuff like that but, but what i'm trying to get at is like if you play mother 3 and then you play earthbound like these games are supposed to be loosely connected i don't think it's not like a straight up it's not like a kill bill volume one and two like you don't need to watch the first or play the first to, to play the second most most games honestly with sequels are, are like that i feel like we discussed that the the thing about this game is that like if you play mother three and then earthbound you're gonna be like this is not only like a completely different game it's just the worst game so like i feel like i would turn off earthbound if i played mother three and expected that yeah when you when you put a game in development for like over 10 years for a gba game it's probably gonna be pretty good this game was supposed to be in 3d for the n64 that would have been shitty i think so (laughs) many games though are put into development hell and then end up fucking sucking ass yeah honestly newcomb games um, I, I can't think of any other off the top of my head. Another TF2 point I want to worst talk game of all time. Is, yeah. Uh, another point I wanted to make that I didn't bring up earlier is like the individual characters. My problem with the previous games, I feel like a lot of the characters, like battle wise, didn't feel different enough 
uh, to play with them than one another. Versus, like, I think it's very cool how they um, separated the types of characters in this game as far as their attack styles, their abilities, and things like that. They truly feel like different characters. Like, in Mother 1 and 2, it's like, all right, everybody either attacks or has the same, like, you know, spells or whatever, or similar spells and stuff like that. Versus, I feel like a lot of the abilities, like like the thief guy has like he like staples an enemy down <laughs> or uses his thief tools. There's like eight different thief tools you can use. Versus, like um, the main uh, guy you start with, Flint, which is the the dad. He has like some power up abilities and and like defensive abilities and like some smashing abilities and stuff like that. I mean, that's just um, a new skill tab or skill tab. Like instead of like some yeah. people having PSI and some people not, it's like you could have PSI. You could have skills they, they, they just knew how to switch things up in this game i i'm just glad you really like the game because like i was scared when you said you wanted to talk about this like really bad i thought it was going to be like another dunk on it like earthbound i was like oh i actually like no, this one I, i'm hoping like i like i i really mean it like if if we weren't doing the podcast i would be playing this right now i'm just upset that i didn't play it as much as i wanted to because i i want to beat this like i i love this i loved the gba like this this brought me back to classic gba rpgs which is something i fucking love so yeah, i love the gba i wish i had a pocket analog is the worst company of all time i've already gone into this rant so many times but I I will probably beat this game. I will definitely beat this game, but I I got to beat Titanic first, okay? I got to beat Death Stranding first. I got to beat Legal Dungeon first. This game's far Titanic on my list. Titanic is so easy. It's like it's like it's like th- fucking 4 hours. It's so short. Yeah, no, I I'm definitely going to like as as soon as I have time beat this game. We I'm not done with this game 100%. But don't don't you wish this was on Switch though? Like c- can you see yourself like playing it a lot more if it was on Switch? Unless there's, like, something truly problematic that, like, would get Nintendo in trouble for localizing this game in the future, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't localize this, because it would be extremely popular. Oh, yeah, it'd be extremely popular now. Um, I think the fan translation really does its service, though, because I feel like the translations or localizations for the previous two games felt so rigid, versus this feels like true, like, dialogue, They're, you know what I mean? They They wouldn't keep some of the stuff in, I know for a fact. Like... Oh no, they would not. They would they would censor like they censored so much with the uh with uh the original Earthbound that they would probably censor a lot of the uh there's a little bit of an in- induendo going on and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they they'd part, probably so. have to like uh they'd have to remove chapter three because Peter Gabriel would sue. Yeah, definitely. Do you, do you even <laughs> shock the monkey? Shock the monkey. Shock the monkey. Uh, Funny joke. Are you don't hang up. Please don't hang up. <laughs> so overall what do you think about this game like i th- fucking hated it the worst experience of my life <laughs> no of course i thought shit. it was good i i would say i'm happy it made me remember that one meme video what do you mean video thanks for nothing with the bear animation huh so i i linked this video to you earlier and i i feel like you just like or like oh it's just some random stupid thing he he sent me but no this was like a very popular meme from like 2007 oh this yeah, yeah. and i was like oh, wait that's the bear from this no it's the song when when the guy is uh dancing to unlock the door it's the bop ba na da da na da da that's earthbound that's mother three music i'm like oh shit it's the Thanks for Nothing song. I was so happy. When did you link me this? This has been like fucking forever ago. Two days ago. I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I linked you a TikTok about geography and you didn't care, so. It's well, okay. it was it was about a guy eating uh, Mentos or something. <laughs> <laughs> In like North Senegal or something like that. No, I, I was like, oh, you don't know about the Andaman Islands? This noob. And then it was just a, it was a meme about 
some guy in the Andaman Islands, which is apparently only inhabited by people who do not listen make i know you you like geography so i was trying to get on your level you know i was trying to connect with you and you need to fuck. that's like, like saying like you, oh uh i know you like wow so i'm gonna talk about gruel you don't like it you think i sound like a dummy i'm leaving the call you, i'm not talking about gruel i'm just using an example <laughs> you see <laughs> i'm getting ready to leave the call getting ready to leave the call when i talk about gruel like, and, my, and my, uh my f- fingers on on the button gruel but and yeah, I, legolas so I give this Going an Isengard. absolute uh, fucking play out of ten. Yeah, like, I okay, think this okay. is this is probably a top three like on the podcast that I've played, which is so funny. That's like it's like a uh, fucking handheld. Is number one still the witness? Yeah, probably. Yeah, you that really game was like witness. Like that game was like impactful, man. Like I don't, that I don't game, think we like, ever talked about like I showed you like four weeks after that like the super secret ending, and you're like, why? Why is this game so good? Yeah, it was just it's, like the secret ending didn't like do much else, but like it was just. It's like, oh, this game's that, so creative. Oh, my God. Well, that game's like, you know, it was made by like... Uh, so it's like... Made by Edited Out Incarnate? I mean that in like a... Made by a Edited Out sense. Incarnate? No way that's going in? <laughs> just, just beep that out. Beep out everything I say that's offensive. So what else happened this week? <sighs> well, before we end, I, I have to agree. I, I, I would rate this a play the witness out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play the witness. <laughs> No, um, so so like I, I'm trying to think of like you don't play if if you're like interested in Mother Three, you don't have to play Earthbound, you don't have to play Mother One, you definitely don't have to play Mother One. Like it's completely no. like it's, it's not even it's they do not even invoke the same emotions. I was not thinking about Mother One when I was playing I'm, Earthbound. I will say though, I'm glad I played all three sequentially because it gave me a frame of reference and the ability to appreciate each subsequent uh, subsequent one that much more or less in the case of Earthbound. I would definitely rate these Mother 3 by far, and then uh, Mother 1, and then yeah. close behind it, Earthbound. I want to say Mother 1 was better than Mother 2, which is kind of... Uh... I mean, there's always context. Like, I feel like Mother 1 had, like, a lot of shit going going for yeah. it, but it was, like, well, on I, I think, like I said, we only liked it because it had the easy ring. If it didn't have the easy ring, we'd probably think it was the worst. Yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> in other news... In other news, what do you got for me? You're the one who said we had a big ass. Oh, we did. Okay, so what? What's the deal? Why didn't we run for Congress? Because um, we could have been Twitch famous if we ran for Congress. Dude, fucking AOC was on Twitch. Like that's that's like literally awesome. Like my the biggest problem and like I feel like the biggest dissolution people have with politics nowadays is that everyone's like ninety. Um, this is really putting politics in the forefront of young people's minds and like connecting them in a way that actually feels kind of genuine I, I thought the um, biggest problem was that like someone made among us unplayable for like six hours today they made every single lobby spam trump mega 2020 as a as a retaliation for having aoc yeah, on twitch yeah, yeah that, that makes people want to vote for trump for sure yeah 100 like, uh, i i wanted to play my video game and then i saw that i can't play it unless i vote for trump so i'm gonna vote for trump because Otherwise, how am I going to be able to play my video game? He's holding it hostage. And then th- there was that thing I, the article I linked you. It was like Jeb Puss. Uh, Jeb, Jeb Bush Puss puts- is the best <laughs> misspeaking I've ever heard for Jeb Bush. Jeb, listen, I have uh, a speech impediment. Uh, it's called uh, I went to public school. Um, Jeb Bush picks horrible night to start Twitch channel, and just like a picture of him with like zero viewers, like fucking streaming on Twitch. When see, it's not really. It's like fake article, but yeah, it's um, it's the hard drive, which. Is they try a little too hard, but they're probably the second best satire website besides the Onion. Yeah, 
Um, Jeb but, Bush I should mean, not AFC, have played Fortnite. Fortnite is is it's out. But uh, AFC got like um, upwards like four hundred thousand viewers. That like was more than like the North American uh, league uh, tournaments and stuff like that, which frequently get like two hundred, three hundred thousand viewers. Um, which just goes to show how many people are invested this uh, time around in the election. So I'm uh, I'm excited to see the results and um, be done with this whole shebang. We've talked about this before. It's not going to be done. It's it's going to no, be no, a forever no, no. thing. But. I mean, like, we're not to get super political here. We're not going to tell you who to vote for. I think it's pretty obvious the way we both lean, especially if you go on uh, Dana's Twitter Kanye and you see West him, like, 2020. like, burn down the White House, socialism forever. <laughs> but, uh, no, we're we're not going to tell you who to vote for, but voting is cool. And voting is not virtual, but it is homework. So do your voting homework. There we yeah, go. Do your, ho- do your homework. Don't do it virtually. Do it in person. Wear a mask and uh, and vote. It's important. I, I will say it was really weird for Twitch to like DMCA ban AOC's account for playing uh Smash Mouth We Will Rock You. I, I like how you like said you were trying to think of like the funniest <laughs> song to add to that. You should have just been like uh just some three six mafia song that's like kill a motherfucker on my knob kill a motherfucker kill The thing is I could I could honestly see AOC listen to Three Six Mafia, so I had to do a non-existent cover by smash mouth of we will rock you <laughs> but no speaking in other um uh twitch speaking news, of the best transitions about, of all time to another topic you're talking about the fucking dma dem, dmca shit which is actually quite uh scary um so many twitch people um ignored the issue that happened over the summer where they're kind of warned like hey like this is gonna go down my understanding is that the uh music company's finally like hey we're gonna we're gonna fuck people up over this like you have to do something about people playing music on their streams which is absolutely so archaic and very upsetting um i mean i get it i guess i get it's the law but um these laws are made by boomers who don't know fucking shit about shit and it's just very upsetting that um this is like a song being played in the background of like a Fortnite. is that really a replacement for like the actual song like i i guess there's like the arguments to be made and stuff like that but um basically what happened is um everyone had to basically delete all their vods like 12 years of vods and clips and everything all their memories gone and stuff like that it and Twitch has no system in place to find the things that are uh, DMCA-able uh, in those clips. So everyone just had to get rid of everything, which is absolutely heartbreaking for some streamers. Yeah, so Twitch has had a very long history with DMCA. Uh, it, it's it's really been unbelievably relaxed compared to other platforms like like yeah. YouTube. If, if anyone remembers, uh, like way back in like 2013, I remember mass outrage over VODs getting muted for the first time. Everyone's like, you can't yeah. mute VODs. And like eventually it's like, okay, that was the status quo for literally seven years. And then now finally they're actually doing something about it. Uh, they would occasionally get random copyright strikes from uh, companies. But yeah, as as Dana said, uh, about about six months ago, there was a mass wave of DMCA takedowns because uh, the way that Twitch works is if a record company contacts Twitch and says, "Hey, we have to remove this," they they pretty much do it. There's there's no legal battle, and they they don't want to no. get in a legal battle over the streamer. So they they tell streamers, if you get three strikes, you're banned forever. Uh, yeah. So uh, that caused a scare for about 24 hours. When I saw the most defiant like user base of all time, it's like, oh. These people think that they they're gonna they're gonna ban me even though they said they're gonna ban me. I'll just play more copyrighted music and then eventually and then they they were banned. <laughs> yeah, and then eventually come October 
uh, Twitch is like, hey, uh, we suggest you delete your content or we will ban you. We don't know what content is copyrighted, so here's a tool to delete everything. And that's kind of messed up. Like, really, the... Uh, it's, it's completely fucked up. Yeah, like, uh, literally every other platform in the universe has some sort of way to track that auto-DMCA stuff and just either delete the content or mute it or whatever like that. But Twitch is literally ran fucking owned by Amazon or it's a subsidiary of uh, Amazon or whatever. Like, uh, you would think they would have some tool in place for this. Like, it, it makes absolutely no sense. It's actually quite upsetting. Yeah, that, that's OK. I shouldn't say kind of fucked up. That's that's the worst thing on Twitch's end is that they said that they have no uh, they have no recourse. Basically, we don't know what your content is and you can't appeal it if we we've determined this is bad and you should delete everything uh, in order to. Uh, you know, not get banned on our platform your entire career. Uh, but yeah. I will say, I will say there were so many th- things that were pointing to this that I have a lot more sympathy for Twitch and a lot less sympathy for uh, other parties involved. First of all, if you are a streamer, of course, music is going to enhance some streams like Hearthstone, yeah. exa- for example. Like, no one wants to hear the Hearthstone music. Yeah, yeah, games with, like, Dom time and stuff like that. But there's there's been tools like Monster Cat that have been around for a while, and we all know that you it's not fair use to just play music on your stream. Like, you could, you could argue that, but that's not how fair use works. I mean, so, a lot of music is, like, it's pretty easy to find music that isn't DMCA-able. As long as you're not playing, like, you know, Hot 100-type shit you're probably fine. Like, a lot of EDM from artists that, like, no one has ever heard of, that everyone probably has one that they enjoy, they're probably fine for a lot of that stuff. Um, the biggest people who I feel are input uh, impacted by a lot of this are the people in the uh, music game community, from my understanding. Yeah, I mean, like, um, those people those people aren't really at fault here. I mean, just because, like, they're literally trying to play their game, and uh, their game has a lot of customs, and, like, they, they just can't stream it anymore because they're scared that... Well, a lot of them can stream. They're actually going to other platforms like DLive and stuff like that because yeah. they have lax copyright. But eventually, those will also get hit. It's not like yeah, those. It, those it, it's will. not like they really have uh, copyright law and algorithms in their favor. But uh, people in the custom rhythm game scene, they are playing charts that are technically illegal. I don't. I don't know if you know the difference between syncing rights and just regular uh, music copyright. Yeah, they're 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 literally like they're I don't mega say illegal. Money. Like their their content is literally like playing music illegally, and you know that like how many songs are in the music game community? Like a million. Like those songs weren't paid for for each individual person. Like those are shared around freely. Like it's yeah, honestly, like there's a reason why uh, Simfile groups on like Facebook and stuff are private because they know they're sharing music illegally. But it's not only that they're sharing music illegally and don't have the rights to play for it, but syncing rights, which is the uh, the syncing of music to something like like yeah, syncing to arrows is one thing. But like if you ever like you ever see like a commercial that has like a song in the background and like it might do like cuts specifically to certain parts in the song like yeah ymca might have like parts of the the commercial like oh if your business has a y then like put the y to the y and ymca or something like that that yeah. syncing is a different part of rights so like you're talking yeah. about people who don't have rights from multiple aspects trying to stream their game like they're hyper illegal hyper illegal yeah. in the twitch world so they're, um, they're kind of screwed you don't see it as much in the dance game community as you do in the uh, Clone Hero and Guitar Hero communities. The Clone Hero and Guitar Hero communities are very blessed that they have so, so many um, artists that make music specifically for those games is that I don't think those guys will be as affected because there are hundreds and hundreds of uh, 
songs that are made by artists versus I feel like a lot of ITG uh, and DDR music is like straight up like copywritten like music. The, the worry like I have and like, yeah, I think those people are more safe, but I don't think they're safe in that. I don't think Twitch has a distinction between, oh, if you're playing rock band, this copyrighted song is perfectly fine to play. Like, do no, you th- I'm talking specifically about customs. Like, like there are a lot of artists like the Matier and like stuff like that, Exile Lord, that make music specifically um, for Clone Hero and Guitar Hero and stuff like that. I mean, it is an interesting question, though, with like, for example, the Beatles rock band. If you're playing the Beatles rock band, are you going to get a DMCA from Twitch because Twitch doesn't understand that the game has Beatles in it? Are you allowed I to stream the Beatles know. rock band? I don't even know this. Or, or, or like think of it as you're playing like a Grand Theft Auto game. You're listening to the radio in game. Like, is that like, OK, like there there are questions that we are not lawyers and cannot answer. We can only postulate. I have a feeling this is going to be really problematic and it's only going to get worse, not get better. And there's yeah. two more things I want to say. The one thing I keep seeing all these people delete everything and I'm so pissed at them because I am a small time streamer that has had a archive of all my content that I've just all I have to do is I go to my videos and I just hit export to YouTube and I have literally all my streams for the last like four years on YouTube so I don't have to delete everything on Twitch and be like oh it's gone forever why don't yeah. I like if you have a bunch of highlights and you're worried about them just download them and upload them somewhere later well a lot of a lot of people are downloading them and stuff like that to be fair if you look at a lot of top streamers like they are not the most technical people and when they started streaming a lot of these tools were not available and they just hit go live and are just like I don't fucking know man yeah I mean I, I think that a lot the top streamers are carried way more by their personality than ability to like understand the best in the the streaming technology or like what software space but these people have editors they they literally have people whose career is to edit their streams like you would expect them to like have like that that's why it it really sucks when you have people like dan's gaming i think he deleted like nine years eclipse or something like that i i forget one streamer like made the news or like or like all like the tsm people who like deleted all their clips with like all like the highlights and stuff like that like to be fair though like people like xqc he's like yeah i downloaded like four terabytes of fucking clips and stuff like that well what i'm saying is i like I feel like people are completely, completely overblowing, like, that sort of impact. I I will say, though, the people, and they're getting a lot of blame this time around, and I'm happy about it, but they're still not getting as much blame as they should. Are are the record labels, are the the laws surrounding DMCA? I will will caveat uh, your point. Uh, You said it was written by boomers. It wasn't. It was written by 40-year-old lawyers, but they were 40 years old in 1990. So yeah, th- these laws I mean. have not like, been these, updated since the early days of the, the world wide so web. They're so antiquated and make no sense in today's age. Like uh, I, I listen to, you know, I'm a huge fan of Destiny, and he's always making the point. Like if I, he goes, if I could pay a thousand dollars a month to have a license to listen to, like let's say Apple Music or something like that, I would pay it just so I could listen to music and stuff like that. Like I feel like it's that easy. Like make these top streamers pay like a licensing fee to listen to spotify or to something or something you know like i feel like this is such easy as such an easy fix that you can monetize like incredibly easy and stuff like that i've I've heard rumbles of this actually like gonna happen but it's not gonna happen like you think it's not gonna happen at all in a convenient way it's not gonna be apple music it's not gonna be spotify it's gonna be per record label so you're gonna have to get a umg prescription and then it's like oh this artist that i thought like i want to play sorry they're on a different record label i can't do that so it, it, to me, that just comes off as like what happened with the streaming services problem. Everyone was on Netflix and then so, uh, shows went off that and suddenly that's on like Hulu and then suddenly other stuff's on Disney Plus And it's like, well, now you have 18 different streaming things 
So it's just like, put it all in one place, charge people for it, and they'll pay for it. Especially these big streamers. They'll give you like tens of thousands of dollars. They're so never the fucking music. They're never going to do the easy way. Okay. They're, they're, they're going to make it really annoying, really complicated, really expensive. And then everyone's going to pirate everything. And then everyone's going to be happy, except for the record labels who's going to crack down. And then they're going to make it really hard to pirate. And then uh, like, they're going to make an easy solution because people revolt. And then the easy solution is going to be too easy. So then they're going to break it up and make it more complicated, more expensive. And then people are going to pirate. And then the Record to labels be are gonna fair, pirate was like for like twenty years pirating was scary easy. Like, yeah, I, it, I actually like... I I find it easier a lot of the time to buy shit now. Yeah, well, you really like you can actually get fucked unless you like uh, if you pirate nowadays. Um, like you can seriously get in a lot of trouble, and a lot of kids nowadays. Like I've speak to kids online, and they're like, "Why would I pirate anything?" Like it, it's like a a thing that like. Like back in the day, like how many copies of fucking Photoshop did you pirate? Like well, hundreds of there, like, shit, there's like shit like that. There's pirate as in like watch free movie online. There's pirate as in download song free, and then there's pirate as in like torrent program and torrent or like. Well, I I would like to think most people over the age of like 26, like that are listening to this podcast, at some point, like we've all probably pirated like 10 grand worth of fucking software back in the day. Like, yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know a single person who paid for Fruity Loops. No, like you didn't, you didn't pay for Fruity Loops. You pirated Adobe Premiere. You pirated, you know, um, fucking Photoshop. Like or... it was a meme that like every single thirteen-year-old had Sony Vegas. Yeah, ex- exactly. Which I think is kind of going in the right direction. I think it's cool that kids actually like want to pay for things and stuff like that. But I think uh, it may stunt creativity because these kids aren't having these programs readily in their hands to make cool content. Are you sure it's not the TikTok and the YouTube on the smartphone? Back in my day, I had to go outside and get fresh air, but kids these days are glued to their phones. They don't get real social interaction like like people in my age. What are you talking about? Like, fucking, when I was a kid, I fucking played video games all fucking day. I'm doing it's a like boomer nothing. impression. Do you know the amount of times my mom has said, people don't know how to communicate anymore. I'm like, no, they do. Dude, as like, I hate like boomers say that and they're like on their phones. Yeah, 100%. My mom's on Facebook constantly and she's like, people don't know how to communicate anymore. Why have you not accepted my friend request? Are you not your mom's friend? I'm like, I, I'm going to explode. But do you have your friend, your, your family on Facebook? Well, the thing is, I like, I did and then I just stopped using Facebook forever. So now it doesn't matter. I refuse to add any family to my Facebook because I have a picture of myself as a dog like holding a gun so it's like i don't want to, have to deal with my mom she keeps adding sending me friends requests i'm just like i do not want to get linked your your boomer shit like just uh invite her to music game hell she'll see your post uh, there i don't think anyone should uh <laughs> go there to be honest <laughs> yo uh, Segway. what like the the vehicle like the the segway the scooter vehicle that like you push with your body you know what i'm talking about you see those on tours Segway? Segway? No, you ever see, like, you know that, like, the guy who invented the Segway died driving a Segway off a cliff? I'm not even joking. Yeah, then he, he was, like, trying to test it. He, like, flew off a cliff or Yeah, something. he, he segwayed off a cliff. I'm, like, I'm sorry for laughing, but it's just so stupid. Like, oh my god. Like, I can't say that and it sounds real, but it is. He segwayed off a cliff. I mall. Like, I think Segways are exclusively used by mall security now, because, like, every mall in the United States had their security is rides Segways around. Paul Blart training video. Like, that's actually a thing. Uh, 
actual segue, uh, Chipotle reveals that it killed the free tortilla side. Um, correction, correction. If you order online, you could get a double-wrapped burrito. So that's technically free tortilla. If you go in person, they will charge you for the double-wrapped burrito so he, tortilla. He, here's here's the life hack. What I used to do is I used to get a burrito bowl because they will give you more food than in a burrito. So what you do is you get the burrito bowl uh, and you go, can I get split protein? Can I get half chicken, half steak? And they'll give you like three-fourths of a scoop for both of them instead of one scoop, and then you get the tortilla on the side and put all your shit in the tortilla, and then you have a big-ass burrito. Uh, I can no longer do that, and this upsets me. But, I mean, that's, like, the exact reason why uh, I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah, I... But what the f- the, what the, the fuck, reason man? The reason why they, they actually canceled that is because too many people were, like, trying to maximize their meals during the pandemic because, you know, times are tough. Yeah. Oh, no, we're trying to eat. We're trying to eat, son. I said we just take over Chipotle, like animal style, like the fries like from In and Out, just like you know, our militia, you and me. Do you like Chipotle? I do, of course. That's why I want to take I've, one over. I fucking their carne asada is so 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 good. All I could really get is the chicken. Uh, have you ever seen a single person get tacos at Chipotle? That's like sociopathic. Yes. Uh, white suburban people all the time. That's straight up sociopathic. You gotta know that they're really like they're giving you like a third the, the food it's of a burrito. Mostly for kids. It's always for like kids or like you know, fucking fourteen year old white girls. I remember so- someone was like making an online order of tacos like for the person like I, I don't know some person wasn't there yet and like they put like like one cube of meat in each taco. I'm like <laughs> this 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 is the worst deal in the history of deals. Like one lonely cube of meat in each taco. <laughs> yeah, I, like it was it was like I'm not exaggerating. It was it was that. Can and like we some talk lettuce. about portion size at Chipotle? That shit pisses me off though. Like sometimes you'll go to like certain Chipotle's and they give you like half a scoop of fucking meat and the other times they're like they hook it the fuck up every single time well first of all you know like if, i'm not sure if you ever go baller go double meat but yeah you don't do. tell them you go in double meat until they already scoop the first meat yeah because otherwise otherwise you're getting ripped off but every single time we go to, to chipotle i like go absolute make it rain like double meat and guac they're like this is the biggest breed i've ever seen sir i'm like i know yeah, I'm like, roll that shit up. I So what I always do, since I'm a, a baby boy bitch and I don't get anything on it, I just get steak, cheese, and rice. Uh, I always go, hey, I'm not getting other stuff. Can I get extra rice? Can you put as much rice as you can physically handle inside this burrito? I always get extra rice and they don't put a fuss anyway. You're allowed to get extra rice for free. I know, but it's like, I, I work in retail, so it's like, oh, can you do this for me, please? Like, I try to be as nice as possible. If I was working at Chipotle, I would just like, like, I don't, it would I would be fired in like two days. Could be like I'll hook you up. Here's like a burrito that's literally all meat. Just it's a giant. Dude, I, I went there the other night and they hooked me the fuck up. I think like if you use your like customer service voice, like I always, I'm always like oh thank you so much. Like oh you're the best man. Like oh this is the best. Thank you so much. Like he gave me so much meat. He gave me three scoops of meat and then he gave me a, as a three pointer. Do you know what a three pointer is? Like did he? Sh- fire the burrito across the room by your okay like so each topping or uh protein has a point value so it's like meat is two points uh rice is one point and then cheese is one point so a three point burrito is like two and a half dollars cheaper than like an actual burrito so if you just get like steak and rice it's like five dollars for like a burrito but if you get cheese on it it's like an extra 250 so so he just hooked you up he he gave you a cheaper burrito yeah 
he gave me the cheaper burrito and like triple the meat so i was like hell yeah i liked i liked my idea where he just chucked it across the room like <laughs> you didn't even catch it it just explodes on the floor that's that's the type like, of burrito i it. want <laughs> Dude, we should make we should make fucking th- uh, free throw burritos. Like that should be our restaurant. Like we, you, we like make their food and then you just whip it like against the wall. <laughs> just whip it. Not even not even at them. Just at the wall. They could they could pick it up. Whatever they have. Eat left. it. No, you don't have to scream it. You just do it. In fact, if you're more silent, then it's it's better because then they don't really <laughs> they're confused and they're scared, and you're not like yelling at them. You're just like you I go back yell. to work. I just want to scream at people. I mean, we could do that. We could do that too. That'll be our prank video: screaming at children. Speak. Uh, back on the topic of uh, DMCA, did you see that fucking Google Stadia guy uh, that posted that completely out of touch tweet? Google Stadia out of touch. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, so, so this guy Alex Hutchinson, which apparently he he removed the I work for Google Stadia or is like a from his uh, Twitter bio. He basically was like, uh, streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they use music they didn't pay for. Should be worried about the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's like, do, do they are they not aware that like streamers are frequently paid to play a lot of the the games that we play? Like, how many games like went off? Like Gunshot Impact, that game would not be anywhere near as popular if uh, like every major streamer wasn't played. To play Yo, imagine it. if Among Us wasn't played by streamers. Like no one would play. Yeah, it. but they, the game was literally uh, out for two to years. Be fair, to be fair, Among Us wasn't uh, paid to be played by streamers. Yeah, I think. but so, it's so- not—it's not even about just like the the paid sponsorships. Like, obviously, the fact that they're paying streamers to play games shows that they know the the power that streamers have for like advertising games. But like, certain games have been made or or broken by their their streaming audience. Like, yeah. Artifact is think- the one that's obviously talked about. D- did you remember the artifact directory? Yeah, on, on like Twitch? they literally had to create new rules on Twitch for like two FA for every single streamer because of so much <laughs> porn being posted there. They Jesus were just Christ. streaming porn in the artifact directory because the game was so shit. That was amazing. <laughs> or like full movies and stuff like that. It reminds me like that fucking uh, hexagon game. What was it like? E- did you get any of those free emotes for that recent uh, release that all sucked? Like the hex know. goes getting- burr emote. I'm always getting free fucking emotes on Twitch. I never understand why. It's I have like, I have so of... many emotes. A single yeah. emote does um, not mean anything to me now. Do you find yourself getting gifted subs like all the fucking time? Like I just join random streams and it's like, oh, you were gifted a sub for the stream. I'm like, oh, I was watching it for ten minutes. Yeah, or or I was not watching it. I've never heard of the streamer and now I have a gifted sub to them and I'm never going to use these emotes because okay, I already subbed to way too many people. I'm not going to tell you how many people I sub to uh, because you're going to think I have a problem. But. Uh, on top Is it of that, over thirty. No, it's it's not. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> but on top of that, I at any given time I have like ten gifted subs, and then on top of that, Twitch has like events like the Hyperscape. That's the game I was thinking of. Hyperscape emotes. They now have like K-pop emotes. They have like so many random events, and the emotes never go away. So like yeah. trying to go through my emotes is literally a chore at this point. I have too many emotes for them to matter. And like the biggest thing is their emo interface sucks. Yeah, it does. It's like it's, just it's scroll way worse down on to mobile too. You want to use? Yeah, it, it, it's like fucking terrible. It's just the worst, and it's never going to go away because they can't get rid of any emotes because the one community that uses them is going to be like Twitch is not friendly, so they're in a lose lose situation. They really just yeah. have to have the way to like filter emotes. The problem is like the emotes are not necessarily bad, and that like they're not badly like designed. It's not like just like some kid in Microsoft Paint drew a like 
goatsy. No, they're really good. They, they're the not really like, good. They're just so generic I, that it's like I don't need this. I, I, this doesn't I invoke emotion. I prefer using like Frank or Face Z or like a better Twitch TV because I feel like a lot of those emotes are like so much better. Like the animated emotes and stuff like that are so much fucking cooler than the default Twitch ones. Yeah, GIF emotes are pretty cool. But I mean, like back on the whole hyperscape thing or not hyperscape thing, but like streaming audience thing, like you could tell that like streaming makes or breaks so many games by the fact that like companies like hyperscape like literally did a massive ad campaign where like twitch is like oh get free hyperscape emotes and like no one wanted them but like they were still willing to like spend millions of dollars probably on their advertising campaign because they wanted to be associated with streaming massive failure by the way i think the art the hyperscape directory despite the fact that like thousands if not millions of people have their hyperscape emotes now only has like 500 to 700 people watching the game at any given time so all they had to do was pay like the top streamers to play it that's all you have to do like the money that they could have completely ignored any of that and just play like pay like Forsen, Soda, Asthma Gold, or even, you know, like some of uh, the middle tier streamers like uh like Destiny or like Ludwig, Miskiff, like all those people, pay them to play the fucking game. You know, yeah, you're gonna be spending, you know, ten to twenty K on them and stuff like that for like an hour or two, but you're gonna get way more return on investment on some fucking arbitrary system that doesn't even show off the game, you know? You know that like uh the top top streamers have like a bounty page, right? Yeah, yeah. like, for those who don't know, uh, if you think that Twitch Partner is, like, the end-all, be-all at Twitch, they're actually, that's not no, the case. No, it's bounties. There's, there's Partner, and then, I don't think it has an official name, but people call it Super Partner. Uh, partner is the standard, you you get the check mark, you get more emotes, etc., but it's really not that much of a step up from affiliate besides a few key features. Uh, when you yeah. really start uh, getting into, like, the, the nitty-gritty, getting into the, the money-making uh that's when you get the super partner. So basically, I think it's anyone that really averages over a thousand viewers or more. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it might actually be a little bit higher. I think it might be a couple thousand. But uh, it unlocks things like three fifty a month per, or three fifty per sub instead of two fifty per sub. Uh, but you also get access to this thing called bounties, where it's a literal dashboard uh, of companies that want streamers to play their game, and you will get like paid. They have like. They have like rates. It's like, oh, we'll pay you a $500 flat rate if you play this game for an hour. Or like, we'll pay you like per view, like five cents, which doesn't sound much. Yeah. But when you have like 10,000. Well, it'll, it'll be like different, um, like my um, understanding is different platitudes. So it's like, oh, you'll get paid this amount if you have X amount of viewers. But you'll get paid like 10K if you have this amount of, you know, concurrence or stuff like that. So it's like, you can seriously make like tens of thousands of dollars a day fucking just doing bounties but the thing is if you get banned or have any strikes against your account your bounties are removed so there's been some counter uh, controversy in the past with um streamers getting like falsely flagged or like yeah i think they like sue twitch or something to get it back that, or and they, like they like remove they get their bounties removed and that was like half their income so it's like but but the reason i brought that up it's not even hard for a company to like try to advertise to the top streamers now that's the funny thing like they're like it's it's so easy if you are a company with a lot of money to get your game streamed well, to massive audiences and that's really all it takes especially if you're a variety streamer and you're just looking for random ass shit to play like people like soda they, they literally have a they play marbles on stream if you don't know what that is that's a game where you can uh, have marbles fly down a track and you have arbitrary things that they can say or do people and stuff like that. But he p- picks a random-ass game and puts them on each marble, and whatever marble wins, he plays that game. Like You literally go to any variety streamer and say, hey, I fucking here's... 10k you want to play this game for an hour and they'll probably play it because they're just looking for shit to play you know like that to me that's better advertising than throwing fucking uh millions of dollars at fucking emotes that no one cares about i want money i want money 
Give me money. I want candy. I want- Bumblegum and taffy. Hit- I, you know what I'm talking about. No one else was. Yeah. Well, Aqua Teen Hunger Force reference. A- A- MCP pants. Yeah. I, apparently, like, really, really, not bad, but kind of, like, apparently he has a really disappointing concert. Like, like if, if you, like, look at, like, the Reddit threads, like, who is the most disappointing concert you've seen? Like, a lot of people say MCP pants. Well, not MCP pants. Uh, MC, MC Chris, Chris, who... Who plays MCP Pants? I used to love MC Chris back in the day. Like his Star Wars rap is pretty good. Um, I don't even know anything got... out of uh, besides Aqua Team. Besides, like maybe like he has a song like the Tussin or something like that about doing Robot Tussin. The Tussin, the Tussin, the Tussin. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, didn't uh, one of uh, there's an ITG step artist that stepped one of his songs. I can't. It think was of the, the name Tussin. Of it. No, it wasn't the Tussin. It was. Um, I don't want to say his name. Oh my god, I can't think of it. Oh well, that makes me look like a shithead, but whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll just like end the podcast on you going off for like I'll I'll loop it for like two to three hours. I thought we were doing like a system is down uh Homestar Runner type remix. Oh my god. What we don't we talked about everything, right? It was a it was a busy week and we did the busy shit. We did the business. We got beat. business done. Was this podcast for business or for pleasure? Uh, I definitely pleasured myself throughout the entire time. I didn't see that. You must be that's stealthy. So I just got a random video on fucking Twitter that it was. It's like gameplay from Mortal Kombat 11 Rambo. I'm gonna link this to you real quick. Uh, you may right. have to pa- pause it for a second to uh, watch it. Like just watch that a little bit. Is that Rambo? Yeah, he's in Mortal Kombat 11. So I guess the the point I'm making with this is this, this it almost makes me feel nauseous how real the gore is. Like it's literally them like like pushing their fingers in their eye sockets and like the eyes are exploding and then like zooms in on the face with like the skull and like his agony and stuff like that. Like it's so realistic looking it almost makes me feel nauseous. And this comes from someone that loves like gore anime, who loves like old school like gore video games stuff like that. Like this is like it's getting to like like snuff film levels of like detail, you know. It's like yeah, I can't wait for the it, Serbian film video game. Yeah, um, I just think tap A uh, to you know, birth the child. I've, I'm not watching that movie. <laughs> um, I just think it's gonna get to a point where graphics get so good that I think there's gonna be a um an argument of like it's no longer like oh well, it's just a video game. It's like this looks this like emulates real life as far as like how like visceral it is, you know. I mean, that was a pretty brutal throat ripping out. Jesus Christ. Are you watching yeah, it? Yeah, I, I just finished watching it. I Out of that entire video, the, the main argument I have is why Rambo? Like, of all the characters, it, why Rambo? I mean, he's, he's like, a, like, have you ever seen the Rambo movies? Like, I, I haven't. Pretty... I'm, I'm aware of Rambo. But, like, Rambo as a he's... franchise, like, do people care about Rambo? I guess, like, no, the people I, who play just... Mortal Kombat 11 are probably all, like, 40 by now like if they still follow the mortal Kombat. well i mean i think a lot of people know who rambo is and it's just it's not necessarily him as a license it's more so like he's a gory character that you could probably do some cool things with so i just i'm just like thinking of like all like rambo really yeah okay okay i I think it's cool well i mean plus the people who who developed this game are probably all boomers yeah it's like whatever i think that violence in video games has gotten very realistic, but I also think that there's kind of a consumer, not even revolt, because I feel like it's just 
there are a lot of people who don't necessarily care about violence that did before. Like I like I'm not saying like people like cared that it was violent, but like there was almost like a level of like violence equals cool, especially like I'm trying to think of like 2006 Call of Duty. It's just like I'm shooting oh, yeah. these guys. That's well, so cool, man. Here's the thing. There's a difference between like like for example, Doom. That's pretty gory and stuff like that, but you're like killing zombies and their heads exploding. Like, like th- this literally like, zooms in on like their skull structure, and you can see like them in agony, like bleeding out their ears with like their eyeballs exploding in like excruciatingly de- detail. Versus no other game has this like level of uh, attention to, I guess, uh, fucking chiller maybe uh, dis- distress. Yeah, just chiller. So actually, what we're, uh, we should have played that this week. Oh, well. Yeah, I guess we still have next week for a Halloween. I, I think we're recording on Halloween, by the way. Are we really? Oh, that's yeah. exciting. It'll be spooky. But no, what I, what I, like the reason why games like Mortal Kombat uh, were like super big back in the day, and I, I think violence was a part of it, but I think it was more about- like, I loved it, those games, though. Yeah, but I feel like people enjoyed that because like, oh, they're finally adding realism to games. Like people were like self-censoring because like, oh, blood in a video game? Come on. See, I that's why I like those games because that was really cool, like the violence and gore and stuff like that. You're like ripping people's skulls out and stuff like that. But because it was you know cartoony, it was um, you know animated, it was a video game. I'm purely talking on the level of realism that games have gotten to nowadays is the problem for me. No, but like as far as the, like- the thing about it is that I don't think that they're making this for like a large audience anymore like first of all of course fighting games are a splinter community versus the regular gaming this game is absolutely huge though like it's still really big yeah but i feel like it's just another niche at this point hyper violence like maybe maybe i should be more alarmist this game is i mean this this is like triple a like no it's triple a but like still even like triple a games like there's triple a sports games i'm not gonna play those like are the ship well, fighting no, games and ship like, shooting but like, games. Like like you know, tens of millions of people play these games. It's not like that, that to me that's not very niche. It's not like niche as in like the definition of like four people in a basement, like all like like it's well, it's no, niche like, as like, in like there are people who like, like only basketball and, versus only baseball. Like I don't find those niche. When I think of niche, I think of things that are like very particular versus like every like a lot of people like certain things like i don't think something that like tens or 20 a million you know people enjoy is very niche but we gotta look up the definition of niche what i'm trying to say here is that like yeah you and me i mean i'm i'm less disgusted about it than than you are i guess but i feel like there's a consumer not i revolt is too strong of a word but like People kind of used to just like, oh, there's violence in video games. I guess I can't really avoid that unless I like only play Nintendo products. But there's just like such a varied market now that like if you don't like what they're doing in Mortal Kombat, if you're disgusted by the gore, there are like so many other games you could play, especially in the same genre, that it's not a really big concern. I don't, I don't think that it's also going to be a massive concern in the industry or like people I, are going to get involved. I, 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 be- I wasn't referring to like that being an issue or anything like that. Like it's it's fine. I was just commenting like, holy shit, like this looks crazy now. It was, it was more like, whoa, what the fuck, man, type thing. The future. Graphics. Future. Technology. We live in a time and place where you are could you say really hi to our, your, our commercial? your... <laughs> You remember we had a yeah. commercial? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> it's like, bum, bum, bum. It's like synergy. Synergy. Yeah. <laughs> we live in a time where you could say hi to your granddaughter in Japan and in the same day say hi to your uh, escort in Mexico. Toyota. 
Hey guys, so if you like the episode, uh, make sure to follow Virtual Homework Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and rate it five stars if you can. Or if you hate it, do five stars anyway, or uh, I will find you. If you rate it less than five stars, Dan will be bound and gagged on a train track. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>